Hi, you're listening to Bite Size Project Management, a podcast about all things project, program, and IT service management. As always, I'm George, and I work for Training Bite Size, a family-run training provider with a passion for project management. Our podcasts will bring you top tips, such as how to pass your next accredited exam, through to unique industry insights and conversations with industry experts. Enjoy! Hi, my name's Callum. I work for Training by Size, and today I wanted to talk to you about the PMQ. Specifically, what the content of the PMQ will be. So, if you were to do a self-study or come on a course with myself or whatever, um, there are 11 learning outcomes that you will be revising, expected to know for the exam um, at the end of the process. So, the 11 learning outcomes effectively cover the full syllabus and unlike PFQ, it's a lot more kind of focused, I suppose, in that it's not about buzzwords so much, it's not about definitions, it's more about understanding what and why we're doing things. Um, so the 11 learning outcomes, I want to go through them today with you. I'm not going to go through all the, the assessment criteria that are alongside them, the 67 assessment criteria. But effectively, how this works is there are 11 learning outcomes and each one of these learning outcomes has its own set of criteria that it will be... Uh, will be used to assess whether you've got the knowledge. And those assessment criteria effectively form the basis of the questions that they're going to ask you in the real exam. So it's really worth taking the time to have a look through the syllabus to get an understanding of what kind of questions they're going to ask you on each learning outcome. Now, there are different numbers of assessment criteria for each learning outcome. Some of them have loads. So for example, learning outcome number six has 16 assessment criteria, whilst learning outcome number, number 11 only has two assessment criteria. So they are they are variable, um, but it does give you an idea of where there might be the opportunity to get some uh, knowledge in there. So, for example, 11, um, which is quality management, there are only two assessment criteria, which means it might be a good one to make sure you know, because they're going to ask that in some way, shape or form. Because the 11 learning outcomes will, as I said, form the basis of the exam, which means they're going to not guarantee you, but I can say with confidence they're going to cover the 11 learning outcomes in the actual exam. So I want to talk about what those learning outcomes are. We'll start with learning outcome number one. Um, so understand how organizations and projects are structured. So this will be things like the types of organizational structure, um, the assignment of people to tasks, um, roles and responsibilities of the project manager, roles and responsibilities of the project team, people around the project team, such as the sponsor, users, etc. It's going to be around those sorts of things, maybe around governance and things like that too. Learning outcome number two, understand project life cycles. Kind of says, you know, it sounds like what it's, it's going to talk about on the tin, really. Um, it's going to ask you about the differences between linear and iterative life cycles and hybrid life cycles, um, the benefits of structuring projects in a linear life cycle, um, what an extended life cycle is and the differences with a traditional project life cycle, um, reviews, it'll be looking at things like that. But some of these learning outcomes, they sound like what they are. So if it's understand project life cycles, then it's about the life cycles we can use in a project. And again, they're not trying to catch you out with these. And just as an aside as well, just as a heads up, in the real exam itself, it will, above each question, have the learning outcome that that question relates to. Okay? So there's 16 questions in the exam. There's 11 learning outcomes, which means they're probably going to ask you a couple of these learning outcomes more than once as well. So again, look out for those ones where there's loads of assessment criteria because there's lots of opportunities for them to ask multiple questions on those. But the third learning outcome then, understand the situational context of projects. 
So this is looking at things like how does a project differentiate to business as usual, um, projects, programs, portfolio management, what those are, um, why would we run a program, why would we run a portfolio, um, PESEL, SWOT and VUCA will be in here, so why we use those tools. Again, emphasis on why. So the PMQ will traditionally never really ask you, like PFQ will probably ask you what an acronym stands for. Might say which of the following is a part of PESEL. PMQ will not do that. PMQ will generally be wanting to know how and why we'd use those tools. Okay, so it's an essay style exam. You'll need to elaborate on that. The fourth learning outcome, understand communication within project management. This is going to be looking at sources of conflict, negotiation, um, the importance of developing a communications plan, so the benefits of a comms plan, um, barriers that can or barriers or things that can positively affect new uh, sorry, barriers that can negatively affect communications or positively affect communications, things that can enhance communications will want to be discussed here. Um, learning outcome number five, understand the principles of leadership and teamwork. So something I've always liked about the APM is their attitude towards the importance of leadership and teamwork and putting that into their syllabus. So this will be things like the importance of motivation, um, what makes a, t a team effective, um, working within a virtual environment and leading a virtual team. Um, it will ask you for models as well. So if you look at these uh, assessment criteria in this learning outcome, you'll often see little little brackets saying using a model. And that is expecting you to use a model in your answer. Now that will be expressed very clearly in the exam itself, whether they want you to use a model for that particular question or not. Um, but if it says in brackets in the assessment criteria, using a model, then likely it's gonna be in the real exam, they want you to use a model. And they will give you a list of suggested models as well in the assessment criteria. Learning outcome six, which is the big one with 16 learning out, uh, assessment criteria in it, is understand planning for success. So this is kind of a broad thing. So this will look at business cases, budgeting, um, investment appraisal techniques, earned value management will all sit under here, uh, as well as stakeholder engagement will also be under here. Um, so there's a mix of different things in this one. Um, I would recommend this is one of the trickier learning outcomes. I'd say indicate this is one of the trickier ones, simply because of the breadth it can cover. Learning outcome number six, project scope management. So this is gonna be about the importance of breakdown structures, what requirements processes involve, um, the importance of change control and configuration management in managing the scope throughout the deployment phase. The eighth learning outcome, understand scheduling and resource optimization. So how do we create and maintain a schedule? So that's your critical path, your Gantt charts. What is a critical path versus what is a critical chain? What smoothing, leveling, the differences between those will be want they'll want to know. Uh, assessment criteria number nine, understand procurement. So this is going to be about what is procurement, why we do it, what's the supplier selection process and what it involves, uh, what are the um, differences between types of contracts, differences between types of payment mechanisms, will all be under this learning outcome. Learning outcome number 10, understand risk and issue management in the context of project management risk process, so benefits of managing risk, benefits of um, what are the uh, advantages of risk management, what is the risk process, what are the responses to risk management and why we do them, as well as what is an issue and how we manage issues. It's going to be uh, in, this top, in this learning outcome. And then the last one, learning outcome number 11, um, understand quality in the context of a project. So what is meant by quality planning? So what's the com components of, the benefits of having a quality plan in a project? And then the other one will be the, dif the differences between quality assurance and quality control. So it will likely be a differences question. Um, so what is assurance and why we do that? What is control and why we do that? And then you compare them against each other.
So that's going to be the content of the PMQ. Definitely worth having a read of those before you come on the course. And certainly I will be, if you come on a course with me, I will be pushing you towards this syllabus as, real, as revision because it's a great way to kind of checklist to see if you're understanding things because you can work through the assessment criteria and say to yourself, do I know this? Yes or no? And if you don't, that's where you need to revise. Thank you very much. See you soon. So that's it for this episode of Bite Size Project Management. We hope you'll tune in again soon for another edition. Until then, you can find out more about the certifications and training packages we offer on our website, trainingbitesize.com. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you again soon.